I'm Rain Phoenix. You're listening to Launch Left, an intentional space for art and activism, a podcast, a label, a launchpad for left of center artists. Today's guest, Catherine Keener, longtime friend, collaborator, sister. So happy to have her on the show. And so appropriate as this is the week before Alica's Attic songs are released on River's birthday and the big Alica's Attic episode, but also because the launched artist today is my sister, Summer Phoenix, who has also been a longtime friend of Catherine's. So it's nice to have this particular episode include the two of them. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you on the other side. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Hi, Catherine. Hi, that's, a fake, that's a fake background. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> This is, I'm actually in, um, in a town called Waynesville where my dad was born in North Carolina in the Smokies. That's his field. Um, I wish I could show you his burn pile because it's really big. Um, and I'm a little afraid to control that. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Me. Absolutely stunning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for taking the time to talk to me here um, from that incredibly idyllic place there. This is and my backdrop. Here, which is either on a bed or, or shooting a great video of photographs on a really mismaintained lawn. <laughs> I remember that project we did, yeah. That was a good one, by the way. We, can I say? Yeah. We made a a video and rain being so skilled in uh, cutting these things. Oh boy. By the way, in between each one, well maybe, I'm sorry, but maybe in between seven of them, they have the, <laughs> where you go to the next video, the kind of clock. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, it's terrible. It's I, had no I had no time. Uh, you know, did it on purpose, and you also left out Dermot's countless, family. <laughs> countless people. I didn't know, you know, it was very rushed. Um, but anyway, what we did with the video was we we kind of were trying to get this, this like, array of all these photographs from my son's past um, within the time limit of a very short song. <laughs> so we tried it a couple of times. Rain was very moody, but slower. <laughs> and I was uh anyway we got it in it he loved that video right yeah well that was definitely the best part the rest I fumbled but it was fun to do and speaking of videos you directed with your son Clyde who were speaking about the video for Lost in Motion for my record River that well, is I don't want to call it directed because I just basically turned the right lights on and decided and played the song and then figured out where we should stop <laughs> you also gave me the bathing suit i was to wear and knew well, exactly i wanted to go nudie kazooty and i was like no that's not tasteful <laughs> did i really want to go i gave you a white transparent one piece <laughs> that, was, that was an amazing night you were out uh i think i was just busy i don't know you know 
often when you and I get together, we just go off into our own. <laughs> we go for a visit and end up not spending really any time with each other, which is perfect. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, you were you were shooting stills of things, and you actually had the idea of shooting it that night. And then you said, what do you want to do? Then I got Clyde out of his room with his friends. He was not happy about it uh, to come shoot it because he's better at that, meaning he knows to turn the camera this way rather than this way. <laughs> and uh, that was amazing. I love that video. Thank you again for taking the time uh, that night to do it because it was really, it's, it moves me. I think, you know, you. it's, it's homemade like, like you are. Anything with water in it is moving. Lost in motion. It was perfect for lost in motion. So thank you for that. And speaking of lost in motion, I haven't shared this with anyone yet, but lost in motion was obviously a song uh, of Alica's addicts first. And, and it was called lost in motion. And I used, probably about 85% of the lyrics from that in my song with Kirk that he wrote the music and I rewrote the melody of the song, but I used those lyrics. And then um, I think you might know that like Joaquin used Rivers quote, run to the rescue with love and peace will follow at the um, Oscars acceptance speech. Um, and yeah. I realized after that, I was looking through old footage and I was like, wait a second. I basically realized that it's the same song. It was a different part of Lost in Motion. Those lyrics, Rivers quote, that is part of an Alakazadic song called Lost in Motion, but it was part of the middle eight. So without knowing, Joaquin and I both ended up like using Lost in Motion, quoting Lost in Motion at the same time without any prior knowledge, which is kind of wild. That's that wild. And also um, sort of prescient because of the, that what's happening now and I mean that's all we have is being lost in motion and that's I mean not to get too but I've been thinking about that a lot and in this space that we're in that we don't we're not choosing to be in um there's a respite in that remembering that that's the reality anyway we can't, we don't know what's coming. You know, we can just ride, ride it out or participate and like swim it like you did. And, um, but still you don't know where the next, you don't know where the next thing is coming from. And all you can do is to be right here now, which I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So, um, but it applies always anyway, you know, it's, it's sort of a, a lesson for us to emerge in each moment, you know, and that's what we have to do. We have to keep an eye on ourselves. I think I know what you mean. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm going to, to break it down what I heard, which is that, when um, you're in sort of the flow, to use yet another word that has to do with motion and being lost in motion and water and river and all of that, um, you know, things unfold as, like, if you just allow yourself to be in the moment, like what you're saying, and experience the discombobulation of being lost sometimes in that motion, but still know there's a reason for it. Like, you need to just allow it to happen. Things 
show themselves. Like to me, that strangeness that we both quoted the same song without knowing it showed, a, showed something very powerful that was going on where we weren't trying to, we weren't overthinking anything. It was just happening. It was happening in real time. You don't have time to overthink it. You don't have time to go back. Yeah. And you can't go forward because it's just an I don't know. And this time is so, it so crystallizes that reality that we're all, but here we are in a, in our own bubble. Yeah. Also right now. Yeah. It's also reality. It's not like this isn't. So I, I do feel like we have more decision making that we could explore than uh, than feeling just hopeless and I feel like we need to try and save ourselves as much as we can you know commit to it and decide to so your 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 uh, your song you yours and rivers and why that happened accidentally it was supposed to was kind of uh for me that was the one that happened accidentally was uh just meant everything to me it made total sense speaking of river i remember you telling me and i think this is one of those times we came over and probably disbanded and did our own thing at your house but for a little moment we were together and you told me like a funny story about cooking spaghetti with him out in, <laughs> out in the that was, I told you the story, but <laughs> well, so this is what happened. So Riv and Dermot, who is my best friend and the father of my son, of our son, um, they were doing their second movie together. Was it second? They became very good friends uh well soul brothers but also through their music because Dermot is the musician and has a huge heart and Rivers musician and has a huge heart and anyway they're both ridiculously funny and dumb but in a funny way. <laughs> so they became very good friends on the first one and then they did this amazing Sam Shepard movie that was in Roswell, New Mexico, which is UFO central. Um, and I believe it cause we stayed there. Uh, and Dermot got a double white. Well, anyway, first of all, I was having a hard time as an actor getting a job and it was what they call pilot season when you got it like, ah. and I was so discouraged because of the, the, you know, the remarks and stuff that I thought, you know, I'm just going to leave. I'm leaving. <laughs> so I, Dermot asked me if I would, I was going to drive our dog out, Earl. And Dermot said, will you bring my cello? So that was it. And I always thought like, if there's a fire, what would I take? I'd take the dog. I would take Dermot's cello. <laughs> and I stopped there. But um, anyway, so I drove Earl out and I was so ready to get out that I uh, I think it was 21 hours or something and Earl was car sick so I'd have to pull over while he threw up and it was and I had Dermot's cello in the back so I drove it out there 
River, I think, had all of his instruments. I'm not sure, but and um, it was a movie that Sam Shepard directed with Alan Bates and Richard Harris and River and Dermot and a cast of amazing people. And we're in the middle of UFO country. Um, I remember once Sam was directing a scene where they were on horseback and it was sort of tricks that people had to make and stuff like that. But people clapped after the first take and Sam went out and just like yelled to the whole thing, not angrily, but he said, this isn't a circus and it's not a rodeo. (laughs) So that was it. Everybody understood. (laughs) Um, You know, he was always doing something. Sam, always doing doing something potent. Anyway, River decided to, which I think it was his bent to really kind of go for the feeling of, he tried to just suck up as much earth around the story as he could. And, uh, and it was beautiful and funny to me. Um, <laughs> so... Dermot and I were staying in this double wide trailer in the middle of nowhere. And that's where we definitely saw, we had sightings and <laughs> there was like, oh, it was strange. And River had decided to camp somewhere in the middle of danger. And um, one night he got, well, he, you know, all of a sudden there's Riv and he got pretty freaked out, which I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it took him a little bit. Um, so he stayed in one of the bedrooms with twin beds, and uh, but he didn't want didn't want to commit to like staying. <laughs> Although, so he never brought anything, never changed his clothes. I mean, you know, he was in it, um, but still a little out. because he's with us anyway one day oh no it was easter sunday and sam came over which was for me and everybody else i mean we're all just so like oh my god and uh which he thought was ridiculous sam shepherd just thought we were foolish and we were um, and you really respected him and were like, oh my gosh, Sam Shepard's coming over. Is that what you mean by oh my God? Well, Sam Shepard's here every day. Oh, he's shooting every day and now he's coming over to eat Easter, whatever. Not that anybody really, it was just a nice day. And we had birds that had, ne- had nested in the carport. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the chicks, uh, the you know, the baby birds, um, What's the word? Came out of their shells. <laughs> What's the word? I can't think. But they hatched that day. That So it was kind of like, it felt really special. River said he's going to cook because, you know, y'all think that you're great cooks. and <laughs> But you do. Um, <laughs> whenever I get approval from you guys, I, I think... I'm on the right track. I did something good, good for humanity, right? I fried these plantains. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, River's cooking 
because he's great at it. And, oh, I, when I brought our dog out, whose name was Earl, by the way, Sam always called him girl, and we didn't have the, we didn't have the gumption to say, it's Earl, not girl, you know, but, and so, but River would always make fun of me because I was, because we were in the middle of this crazy countryside and, you know, I'd seen things. <laughs> and so I was concerned that when Earl disappeared for too long, maybe he was abducted by aliens because <laughs> he was a very special dog, as they all are. <laughs> but he was a very special, our dog. Um, and River would stand uh, at the sliding glass cheap doors and because I would get concerned and like literally push me out of the way and make fun, just like Earl, Earl, you know, do this sort of hysterical voice that I never did, but it was funny. Um, cause river was, as you know, very funny. Yes. And very sense of humor. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Like way ahead of the time, hilarious, blasphemous, and kind at the same time. Never, you know, it had this beautiful edge to it. So, um, yeah, so River was cooking skinny and these, this kind of vegan number, and um, he had the pasta. And, and I don't know, you know, you just, you boil pasta for what, maybe seven to 12 minutes, depending on it. This was just spaghetti. So it's like an eight minute thing. And he disappears in the huge field. He's playing Frisbee with Dermot and Earl, the dog. I'm like there trying to make a conversation with Sam Shepard that I couldn't string three words together to talk to which again, he thought it was ridiculous that I was like that. He knows, he knew it, you know, he could vibe everything. And he knew like I, I, when I would stumble on a word and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I was desperate and like went out to get River to fucking cook his spaghetti and his saw. And I was, I really lit into him which she found hilarious, but we had a kind of a fight because I, I was so upset that he volunteered and really thought he was, he might've been equipped to cook a good meal, but it wasn't that day. And I was so upset because uh, he just kept like blowing me off, you know, Frisbee time. And then just, and it was just mush. Um, yeah, I was a sourpuss, but, uh, you know, entitled to it. Yeah, but that, that was funny to me because I could feel his humor in that story so much. Um, I could imagine, you know, it yeah, being it consequential to you and to him, it was all inconsequential. It was just part of a great... And it was inconsequential. Like, yeah. nobody noticed that the spaghetti was fucking terrible. Right. And for me, it wasn't. Right. I mean, he could, he could he could camouflage it, but I guess I felt dismissed. 
I also think that River and I had a relationship where we gave each other a wide berth because we could be so different. And I guess I wanted to kind of go, ah! and he would laugh at that. And, uh, but then he would, he would, uh, I don't know. I loved him and I, I feel like uh, he loved me too. Well, you were so instrumental in, um, you know, when I was able to go through the final recordings back in the late 90s, you and Dermot gave me your home studio and I was able to spend so much time with the material then. And even though, you know, over time realized it was, at that time realized it wasn't the right time to put it out. And over time I've really come to take my time because of knowing who River was as an artist and a person and a musician that he was pretty shy about it. And he, he'd even say things like he might never put things out, you know? So I had to really take a long time to, to, to weigh and think about what was releasable and what wasn't on account of trying to, instead of just, you know, because it's there, put it out, think thoughtfully about what, what he may have wanted to have be public. So that's been a long journey. But in that early days when I really needed to, in a cathartic sense, go through literally and figuratively the music and, um, and go through that time we shared, uh, it was so nourishing that you and Dermot offered me a space to do that in with friends that were his friends and my friends and there was no weirdness or strings attached or it was just like use the space do whatever you want so I just want to thank you so much for that it really made the difference and I dove back in 20 years later recently to mix two of those songs from those sessions um I the flood of memories of your house came back and all that time we spent in Dermot playing cello, he and I got in touch again because he played cello on one of the tracks I'm releasing. Um, Pretty great. We've known each other so long. I mean, you know, your family. And that, that studio, which we inherited with the house, which was amazing. And by the way, you know, I gave you a place to stay too, not just do your music. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I high-end squatted at your house for at least 10 years. High-end squatted? You squatted. You just squatted. I, in fact, all you guys did. I mean, everybody did. All your whole family and friends. <laughs> I'd come home and I'd meet somebody through you and they'd say, hey, I was at your house. And I, <laughs> Anyway, no, you know, I loved your, you, you just drenched that place with your energy and it all of y'all and it was everything when i think about that house i think of you guys oh that's awesome i love that so we inherited that studio i remember when michael stipe um when you guys didn't you record happy didn't you do your happy or he did in the closet which was yes the closet in the studio that was all sheet metal so tinny and it wasn't really I mean, it was literally empty and this, I guess maybe the previous musician owner did that on purpose. He was jazz. So maybe he liked that. But anyway, that's where you found, Michael found the the ripest spot <laughs> and it was horrible, but it 
was great. But in the closet, in the studio, with a mic. Uh, Just for the, um, yeah, Happiness, Where Are You? That song, that was the Todd Solon's film, right? We both sang it. It was the end song of the Todd Solon's film. Oh, that's right. That's right. I have it wrong. And actually, I think it's only, you can only hear it by watching the film. They never released it. So it's like, you can only hear it if you watch, you know, the movie. Happiness, Todd Solon's film, Happiness. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Which is why I never hear it. But, (laughs) I mean, unless I watch the film, because I love Todd Solon's. Oh, the other thing about Roswell, which was very, uh, it, it was memorable in that I knew you and River... Were we, I mean, I knew you guys, I've known you guys for so long, so I don't even know. But um, beautiful chick with a mind and everything. And we became really close. And she had not read any Sam Shepard yet. Um, And I had a book of his plays because I was, you know, an extreme admirer. Uh, And so Summer and I, I remember we read Buried Child out loud. Uh, It was pretty heavy and dark for a 12-year-old. Of course, I didn't know any better. It's like, read this. It's like, you'll, you know, it's intense. Um, so, So, And that, I don't know, the way she responded. I mean, she's got, you all have so much depth and soul, and I don't want to go on because you're stupid. Um, But uh, so we kind of like really connected. And I just saw the breadth of, I'd known the breadth of 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 your mom and of River. And then I just thought, you know, it runs deep, not to be a cliche, but it's true um, that it came from somewhere else. Maybe your mama, I'm not, and your daddy, I'm not sure, but it had to in nature and, and your commitment to um, peace, which has always been very important as a friend to have your influence in my life that way. Um, and River was all about that. I don't know. I was just introduced to a whole new world, knowing your family and Riv and just music I didn't know and off humor that I got but didn't really know at the time and unity. Just the depth of a family's love. You all are very, very... um, well, I've I haven't come across a lot of it, and it's it's very uh, desirable. So Summer and I, and then we we've just maintained our friendship. I, I mean, I don't see her a lot. I see you more, but I love her as much. I just freaking she's fierce. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of a, nothing covers it. I want to, uh, that's what I want to do to you guys. Yeah, that's, I <laughs> totally get that. That's how I feel about puppies that are cute and babies. It's like, I oh, you just yeah, love I, to I, the point of, ooh. 
careful, I may eat you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keen, I love that we got this chance to talk and, and how unlike us to talk uh, and then also share it publicly. So how fun to be outside of our own comfort zone together. <laughs> totally. It's more comforting. It's comforting yeah. to be together in our discomfort. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love you. I couldn't love you I more. I love you too, Rain. Uh, thank you for asking me to, to be a part of this. It's really um, means a lot to me. You meant a lot to River, and you mean a lot to my family, all of us. So, of course, you. you know, I've set a mission to include kind of all of River's friends in the last two years in some capacity. And, and um, thank you. So, thank you for for saying yes and being part of this. It's all sort of like a joy energy mandala honoring celebration for River and remembering him and, um, you know, celebrating. He brought me to you and to... Vice versa. To your whole... Yeah, and uh, it just took and... uh, I think about River a lot. So, Frick, happy birthday, man. Mm. I love you, Keen. I love you, too. All right. I'll, we'll see each other at, at your house soon where we don't talk, but we do separate projects. Well, yeah, where you do labor for me. Right. I'm sorry. That's what it is. Where I'm the maid. Back to one. Okay. I love Woo. you. Woo. I love you. Bye. See you soon. Thanks for your time. You're the best. Mwah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hi, I'm back again just to introduce Summer Phoenix. Yes, she's been a co-host here on Launch Left. She's also an incredible self-taught pianist who's been playing since the age of nine. And uh, Launch Left, myself and Launch Left, are super excited to be releasing her first ever publicly released song, classical piece, single, whatever you want to call it. It's called Tiempo. Please welcome Summer to the show. Hi, sis. Hi, sis. I've missed you. Welcome to Launch Left Podcast, Rain. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's so good to have you on the show this time as an artiste. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess it should be weirder to be on the side of the mic, but it's just as weird. <laughs> oh, I love your video. I just watched it. Hmm. It's so I was so emotional watching it. It was like, oh, I don't. It's so poetic. Tell me, tell me, tell me about it. Tell me about your song. Tell me about, let's start there. Can I ask you when your song called Tiempo, which is a classical piece, no, no lyrics, uh, when you wrote it or started writing it? Mm, I can't really put my finger on that, honestly. Um, it's actually like two songs that I melded together. And um, I'm guessing I wrote them both in a period between ages 12 and 20. (laughs) I don't know, you know, Um, 
I've never, you know, I never really recorded anything or so it's all like in my head. I never wrote it, any of it down. And, and so it's just kind of been like, you know, little tinkling of the ivories that just melded together into uh, one composition over the many years. Wow. So between 12 and 20, I love that you mentioned that because we just had Catherine Keener on the show and she talks about meeting you when you were 12. Um, so to imagine, I mean, she, she did speak about how you guys became best friends in Roswell and read. More like I was obsessed with her and wanted to be just like her. And she like, let me, you know, get under her wing a little bit. Well, that's cute. She seemed to gush about you and how cool you were and that you read Sam Shepard plays together. She was like, might not have been appropriate for a 12-year-old, the one we were reading, but we read it out loud. And <laughs> so I can't imagine, I can't imagine because I remember you playing from at least age nine at home piano and you never have released it. So thank you for releasing it with Launch Left and publicly for the first time ever putting out a piece of music as your older sister, I have always wanted you to share your music so more ears could hear it. But I was always quite lucky because I was home and listening to it. It became a part of my soundtrack growing up, um, a very comforting and familiar and melancholy thing, your piano music. I always think about it as this, you know, it was always would grip me, even if I was in the middle of like, wearing fluorescent and dancing around the house. If I heard your piano music, I was like, oh, it's very emotional and in the most beautiful way. So thank you for sharing it now with more people. Um, yeah. Thank you, sis. Why'd you feel I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it unless you were like, you yeah, do it, come out to the studio, Sam will record you. You lured me in with, uh, you know, Grand Steinway, so. That's right. And old Sam Medill. Mm -hmm. Sam Medill, Steakhouse, Vegan Steakhouse Studios. Um, and what else about that? You recording? Yes. Well, and also for River Phoenix 50, this, 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 I really so wanted the sisters, you and Libby, to be involved with this special um, release. And I, you know, it just so happened that it worked out that Liberty was the first release and you were the final release before Alicus. So it feels encapsulated within this family bubble. And then Cousin Angel right before you and on ADS right before her. It's just sort of like this ramp up to Alicus Attic that feels so organic and close to home. So thank you for creating that. Super that honored. Um, and then I just wanted to hear a little bit more about the video. Um, well, the video is just some footage that I had taken at a, um, a soccer game that I had taken uh, Atticus to. And um, I was like obsessed with this confetti that was flowing down and took a bunch of slow-mo of it thinking in my head and like trying to catch it and not, not being able to. And, um, and then when you said I had to make a video for this song, I was like, hmm? um, 
And um, oddly, I, I thought I remembered it. I remembered shooting this like some, some time ago and knew that it was like perfect for it. And the song is called Tiempo, which means time in Spanish and kind of brings to mind tempo, which I've always like struggled with my tempo as a, as a pianist. I think I've always like played off I'm always the one clapping off a beat. And um, and tiempo, you know, to me is time is life, right? I don't think, you know, we wouldn't have one without the other. And, um, you know, that the slow-mo of, of, of that, all that confetti, it just felt, even when I was taking it, like, just like life, you know, sometimes things go super slowly and they're the thing that you want and yearn for is like just out of reach. Um, but you can't, and it's hard to remember that there's like all of this other beautiful stuff out there, you know, falling and, and coming your way. And, um, so I don't know, I think like just those two things seem to like really fit in my head and, and, um, and then I showed it, showed it to my dear friend, Nina Letty, who I respect as a filmmaker and artist musician. And, and um, she was like, oh, you need an, you know, like I want to pan to some light in there. Like, where's that light coming from? And I was like, mm, it's coming from like, you know, a huge soccer stadium. And she was like, oh, I wish that there was something else. So I had just gone to the beach on the full moon with our other sister, Liberty. and. Um, and I, you know, took some footage of the Santa Monica Pier and some lights out there. And, and then Nina cut it together for me. And um, now you have it. Oh, I love it. It's really beautiful and seemed to perfectly fit the music. So thank you for sharing it. And it has just premiered on Flood Magazine yesterday. And now we, Launch Left, have the good luck to be showing it and having uh, those of you who are listening to the podcast listening to Summer Phoenix's new classical piece entitled Tiempo.
Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. 